0: Good day, guys, and welcome to the Sydney Property Muppets podcast. My name is Kurt Lawther, and forever as always is Chris Clark,
1: buyer's agent. You love that, as oh, always, is forever. I love it. No, it's a great way to start. It gives me a lot of energy. Oh,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so Chris, last week uh, you did a bit of a grilling on me. Here we go. Here we go bit of a there grilling as I was the selling agent. And instead of us doing the normal sort of just picking some points, you actually interviewed me and I gave my answers. We did try and keep it a little bit general in, in nature as well in terms of what a good agent does or what a bad agent may look like or say or do
1: or how they yeah. interact. Um I however, think What was interesting is we definitely gave us some points so we could really do just one of those parts of as yes. a full episode. really showed us there's a lot more to this one, we think. So we've tried to condense this one. I'm already wafting here, but... Let's, so today you're going to be the a buyer looking to engage a buyer's agent.
0: Yes, I still want to say my question. How does it feel the shoe being on the other foot?
1: Right, uh, I'm I'm comfortable with the shoe on the other foot and the hand on the other toe.
0: Yeah. So um, <laughs> I've uh, been like reached out to you to set up a set up a meeting. Great. Um, for a cafe or home, wherever it is. And I've I've sold my house and looking at buying. Beautiful. I think that's the the scene.
1: Yeah, it's very good. What a well! Good to see. You. Good to meet with you today. Kurt. Oh, hello, Chris. Is it Chris? Yes. Oh, hello buyers Chris, agent.
0: Like, lovely to meet you. Oh, me too. Um, yeah. Where,
1: where where do we start? I'm used to a real estate agent or selling agent, but I love I love this guy. You meant to come up with pre pre organized questions, and you haven't done so. So maybe maybe I'll give a 30 second. I know some of our listeners will know what a buyers agent is, but those first time listeners or new to the world of buyers, agent. maybe I'll give a 30 second snippet of what a buyers agent does. So effectively what we do is we work with our clients to understand what their brief is. Uh, and we go to market, we look at things that are on market, so realestate.com and so forth, off market. We send we do some assessments, we send those through to clients, they say they like them, we then go and assess, inspect. If they continue to like them, we go through and do help them to negotiate, exchange contracts, get the elbows out, okay. beat off other buyers, and hopefully with the aim to secure the property. If any of those steps don't work, We go back and find some new properties for them to to look at and explore okay perfect no i think i think that's very very investment that was 30 seconds oh no i think i I think you did well um
0: a question how how are you going to be any different from me looking and trying to find property than than you doing it because you know is isn't all the properties on Real estate and domain
1: and... So, when I'm selling a house, I just put on realestate.com and domain. How is that any different to a real estate agent doing it for me? We know there is, and I'm being facetious, there's so much to it. But it's a really good point. I say to my clients, would you ever sell a property in Australia without a real estate agent? And 99.99 couldn't even fathom the thought of it. And why? Because you've got an expert on your side, that someone who knows that market can help you with, hold your hand with comparables, be a, be a stop gate between the buyers and yourself. So instead of you having the front at all, notice to address the property, there's so much to it. It's the same as when you're engaging buyers, and I can see in the future, the majority of properties being purchased with the buyers for the same reason. You want someone on your side who's got the expertise, who does this day in, day out. I buy multiple properties in a week, let alone the year, um, can help hold your hand. And also, I'm able to work with agents on buying not just one property for you, so it might be one property you buy every seven years right? But because I'm buying so many properties over and over again, dealing with the same agents, I am leaning on that relationship to try and get the inside word. Not get it for, let's say, cheap, but try and get a little bit under the market value and use my inside sort of track knowledge to secure that for a price point that my client's happy and hopefully the real estate agent, their vendor's happy as well. Okay.
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to also slightly break character here as well um, To from a real estate agent's perspective is when we're dealing with buyers, some of Good negotiators, buyers. Yep. Yeah, when we're dealing with buyers, some are really good negotiators and tough. Yeah. However, we also meet a lot that. What are you going to say here? What are you going to say? We can see through the cracks. For example, I actually had it uh, a few weeks ago. Someone said, "Kurt, I'm putting in an offer here. I've also put an offer on another property, and it was below where any expectation. Yep. And for me, I just know they're trying to grab a bargain. So.
1: Tells you a lot about them. Look, like when I when I talk to a potential clients, even when I've got clients on board, quite often I ask them, you know, they've already gone through some properties. Usually, that's all they've already done some looking, and I say to them, um, have you happened to tell the agent your budget? And they look at me and realise right then that they've stuffed up. Right, quite often they've walked into the property that's you know whatever it's guiding for. Let's say it's guiding for two million, and they say to the agent, no, my, my top budget one point eight. Not realizing that agent's going to recall that and actually put that into the agency database. So when you're buying that next prop, it's guiding price of 1.6, they'll know your max budget is 1.8. So they can utilize that against you. Just a nice or fun t- tip. But yeah, it's true, right? That, that happens.
0: It, it from a really from a ethical agent, I generally try and be like, sweet, I'm going to use this to be like help you try and find out, of course. But when it then comes to that negotiation, months, when it comes to negotiations, then me, I'll it's, ha- it's
1: information you can use. Back in
0: character. Let's so, go. Come so, how, yeah, how are you also, yeah, so I guess fees, Chris, what do you what do you charge? I've heard there's some percentages, but also some set fees, um, some bonuses sometimes. Like,
1: how, how do you operate? Look, I won't go through the the actual ins and outs of it all because every client is different. But in typically, it's somewhere between sort of 1% up to 2.5% of the purchase price. Um, there is a upfront uh, engagement fee. And the reason we have that is, you might be looking to buy and after, you know, you've been looking for three weeks or six months, someone loses a job or something happens and you decide not to buy. You know, that engagement is enough that you know, keeps my petrol running and, and keeps me working. But obviously I'm actually incentivized in terms of actually the success fee when we purchase, which is, like I said, might be 1% to 2.5%. For myself as an agent, I quite often, I prefer to have that as a fixed price. So we work with the clients at the beginning, understand the complexities. You know, is it, is it uh, relatively easy? Okay, they're looking in this suburb, looking for an apartment, and that suburb is 3,000 apartments, so there's, every single month, there's 30 being sold. That's relatively easy and straightforward, versus looking in this suburb, they want a semi, their budget's a bit lower than expected. They might be looking in seven suburbs. You know, there is some extra complexity, well, we know that's going to take a bit longer for us to field and understand and a bit more manpower for us to be able to dedicate to, to find that successful property for them. Okay. But yeah, prefer to have a fixed price where we can, so that the buyers aren't thinking, oh, the more I spend, you know, that my fee, Chris's fees are going. With a real estate, agent, it makes sense to have a fee percentage. Incentivizes them. Yeah, so that. more you sell it for, the more you pay it. But you're actually paying that money out of the out of the money you've you've got. So you, you, you purchase probably for a million dollars, agent sells it for two, you're effectively selling the, paying the agent out of that million dollars profit, some part of that. Yeah. With a buyer's agent, you buy a profit a million dollars, you then got to find other money to pay the buyer's agent. So I get that. So much better have that fixed price. So if it's not a million dollars at 1.1, well, you've, you still know exactly what you're paying. Your your cost isn't going up. Now that's my agency. A lot of other agents still do work on a percentage Well, I'm not against that. Sometimes it helps, keeps the buyers honest. Helps them keep in check so they don't overspend. Okay. And does that come out at a
0: settlement, like a real estate agent?
1: But ours comes out typically at the point of uh, unconditional exchange, once property is under contract and any conditions like building, pest, and finance have, have now gone past, um, whether they were in there or not. So it's exchanged
0: and there's no pulling out.
1: Correct, yeah. Our fee is effectively payable either the day of exchange or is, is invoiced the day of exchange or 10 days later, depending on, feel 14 days later, depending on if you've had any cooling off periods included. Yep okay um,
0: so what's some some key points of difference because you know buyer's agents are still relatively new new to me yep. um, what are some differences
1: look it's a it's a great industry I hope you can hear in passion of what I do like I love what I do um, it's a It's a great industry to be part of and so it's something that's still new and growing and developing there's not really like a, a Ray Wide or like a McGrath of buyers. And there's a couple of names you know, but only really if you're in the industry, it's not as synonymous as saying buyer's agent, you automatically think of these brands. Now, part of that is also just the the state of play. Most buyer's agents are sort of teamed of two or three, maybe up to 20. So the size and scale of them, there's still nothing there. Maybe in 10 years, 20 years' time, I would fully expect that to change and there to be some much larger players, but at the moment it's not. Now, within those, um, you now, my point of difference is, for me, is I only buy property here in Sydney, right? So, I buy property that I can physically see, inspect, assess, I can meet agents face to face, and I believe I can leverage my experience and that personal connection to get the best value of my clients. But a lot of buyers agents will be based anywhere and buy anywhere. Yeah. And they can do it all from desktop, they might ask the real estate agents to do, if they're in Sydney you know, buying in Perth, might get the real estate agent to do a video uh, assessment, now, myself, the part I question with that is they might be buying in Perth for a three-month period and then the next hot ticket is Townsville, the next hot ticket is Iron, the next hot ticket is um, Sunshine in in Melbourne. So the ability to build agent engagement and really be able to leverage that, I think, is diminished. Yep. Okay. Any any, any other points of difference? Lots. There's, um, there is lots. You know, there's... Um, the due diligence, you've got access to data points, we've got access to those points. There's the comparable assessments. In particular for me, I get think my, again, come back to myself, is really not rushing clients. I've had clients who we've purchased within a week of signing up we, I don't have that expectation, but that has happened. And I've had other clients take up to six to eight to nine months to buy. You know, for me, it's about finding that right property. It's about assessing things all the way through. Something I, I do say to every client is, we don't know when the right property is going to come up so that's okay just we'll send you through opportunities and properties and inspections don't don't worry if you're not loving them just let us know if you're not loving them but when you do love a property you don't need to move fast to make an offer but you need to move fast to make a strategic assessment mentally yeah what are you going to do what is the negotiation passed by is it auction, is it post-auction, is it off-market, is it pre-market, is the vendor selling, divorce, you know, what are all these factors? And good thing with a real estate, uh, with a buyer's agent and a real estate agent, you as a buyer, you talk to a real estate agent, um, they're gonna give you some facts and fiction, you know, not fiction, but facts of what's going on. Um, but trust me, the level of respect in a real estate agent and buyer's agent is tenfold. I've had scenarios where clients have gone through an property with a real estate agent and the agent said to them, this will sell, absolutely this will sell between 1.1 to 1.2. I walked that through that same property, 20 minutes later, the agent didn't know that I was with that same client, and the agent said to me, this will sell for 1.5. That's a massive difference. And it ended up selling for 1.7, which is where I knew it would sell for, because there was a two properties down sold for that price three months earlier. What was, what was the guide at? 1.2? At uh, 1.2, and the good news was my client got called back Five days later, after the Wednesday inspection, he said, we've just had more groups through and the guide price is now 1.1. They actually decreased the guide price on interest. True story, yeah. Trust me, Kurt, you you work in a way which I love, um, but unfortunately not everyone's like, most are, but there are some some eggs out there who have got some different, I guess, mechanisms.
0: In anything, there is always a bottom 10%. Correct. Unfortunately, in our industry, 10% is still a lot of people. Correct. Yeah,
1: so those are some points that we can go into more, but those yeah. are some things
0: today. And, okay, I was, I was just gonna say, tips your relationship with real estate agents.
1: Oh, it's, it's imperative for my business, right? It's imperative for my negotiation. So like I said, I've got agents now that I've purchased three or four properties off off with, uh, with them and from. Um, you know, I'm able to lean on that a little bit to go, um, you know, I've come back again, we're looking at this property, what can we get done here? and get the elbows out. Now sometimes, I don't think the agent really sells to us for less, but more the agent might look at us and go, okay, can we sell that property with Chris? We know that he's gonna be efficient. We know that he's gonna have contracts, the deposit ready to go. That's a great thing to take to their vendor to say, we know Chris, we know what he's like. This is his behavior before. If he agrees to a number today, we'll have contracts exchanged by today. Versus a buyer going on your own you walk in with the exact same number, and they look you up and down. And go, we might see you in a year. We might, we, you might have been around for two years. We don't know if you're actually serious. We don't know if you've got other offers on the go. There's no reputation there for you because once you buy that property, you're no longer looking. Yeah. Right. So up until that time, there's a not disrespect, but there's definitely a greater respect for a buyer's agent.
0: I'd have to agree in terms of that. We yeah, as a, a relationship that I've built up with a buyer's agent is that if i know they're trustworthy is that you can go to your vendors and be like look these guys will be prepared i know they're not going to back out they're using a buyer's agent that we have constant communication with we're not underselling your property however however, if there's two two options being like these these guys can act within two hours because i know this buyer's agents gonna smash it
1: yeah yeah, had, I've had a scenario, uh, apartment in Summerhill, we were buying for an investor. It was listed on a Friday, so it went on market on a Friday. We went and sort inspected on the Saturday. There was 52 other buyers there. We exchanged that property on the Tuesday. Right, the reason we had that, one was a relationship with the real estate agent, two, we gave a really good price. We, were, we knew where the price was gonna to get to. 52 buyers going through. We knew that it was gonna go, we, we, the guy price was 800 and we paid 818. Not ridiculous more. But well, we just didn't waste time We went, this is our offer. We are serious. The agent knew us from previous previous purchase. He was anticipating getting offers of 780, 79, and having to build it up over a week. He looked at that and went, that's just a great offer. For where we're going to be. basically where we're going to end up, maybe 10K more, 10K less. So who knows where it gets to, right? There's always this fear. But in the end, we secured it. We had renters move in 30 days later, clients happy as Larry.
0: Brilliant.
1: Um, any other questions or hard in questions for me today? No, I, th-
0: I think it's something we're going to expand on later, like later episodes, because there's always trends that are changing, yeah. um, different things that are coming up. There's always a million topics within how to select an agent, all those topics, how to select whether it's buying or selling yeah. um, for the agent. So I think something we'll cover definitely cover later.
1: Beautiful. Okay, one quick question. One
0: quick question. Um, is, oh. your, is your hair naturally gray or is uh, you getting old?
1: It's smoky silver, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, way, it hasn't. naturally grey. It's well, well, naturally grey in terms of getting old, my friend. Um, thanks, Kurt. Love oh, that. Right. What about your hair? Uh, now, one for you. If you had to choose one, snorkeling or surfing, which one are you choosing? Snorkeling. Snorkeling. Yeah, man after my own heart.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Surfing, I'm no good. Uh, <laughs> I've done it, tried it once, tried to get up fifty times, and was
1: up maybe once or twice. Not, not a good start. Well, as we always say, our advice here is general in nature. So please speak to the professionals out there if you are making a big decision such as buying or selling a property. But otherwise, thank you for dropping by. This is the Sydney Property
0: Muppets podcast. Have a fantastic weekend. Beautiful.